This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And we're both card carrying members of the Infertility Club. coronavirus is already around and we were a bit concerned that we wouldn't be able to travel but we did make a lot of jokes about the coronavirus we did uh i may have said i corona a couple of times yeah but now um obviously as things have moved on there's a huge number of people who've had their cycles cancelled um it's getting pretty serious it is shit's getting real and um we were being a bit facetious so we wanted to actually create an additional podcast that would actually be quite helpful at this time it's a very 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 quick little bonus episode we've spoken to julianne Boutaleb. she's a perinatal psychologist who specializes in fertility issues and that is just she's she's provided some kind of exercises and some ideas for keeping calm and trying not to go like trying to avoid that incredibly dark place that certainly I went to when I had my cycles cancelled. It's an additional stress on an already stressful situation for patients going through treatment. So, so yeah, it's important to, to work out what we can do to, to minimise any trauma. So the, the situation as it stands is moving so very fast that by tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on the 17th of March, um, things will probably be out of date. So, you know, take this... Essentially, the best places to keep an eye are the British Fertility Society and the Association of Reproductive and Clinical Scientists. Um, there's also the Human Fertilisation Embryology Authority. And both of those are releasing statements as and when. Indeed. Um, so we'll go on now to Julianne. Because we're having to do all of this over the phone and Gabs and I are on the phone at the moment, we're not in the same room. The sound quality isn't like the best it could possibly be, but I hope you guys don't mind that. Um, also, I should point out that 
Julianne's organisation Parenthood in Mind is still offering online and phone sessions for those affected by this. So if they want to speak to her, they can contact her on jboutaleb at parenthoodinmind.co.uk and that's J-B-O-U-T-A-L-E-B. Um, or they can go to her Insta, which is at Parenthood in Mind, all one word. Um, so I had a really quick chat with Julianne this morning about essentially um, ways of, of trying not to enter that deep gloom that you enter when it feels like you've just completely lost control of everything. first question I you know I had three cycles cancelled and I know that it it kind of put me in a a very dark place actually um how can you I mean is there a way of avoiding that I think look the first thing is that you have to validate these feelings you know these are real feelings um mm-hmm. already I imagine that anybody who started treatment or is in the process of being in treatment they will already be quite stressed and, and frankly quite anxious and so we're talking about a baseline of anxiety and stress that probably is different from, you know, everybody else until now. And of course, absolutely, most of the ways that people have coped in the, you know, through any of these processes is to look to the outside world, to be able to go into work, to be able to meet with friends for a coffee. And of course, suddenly all these things are stripped away. So, of course, it's absolutely understandable that anybody um, in the process of treatment at the moment is going to feel um, very, very stressed and anxious. But what I wanted Mm -hmm. to speak about today, Emma, was to sort of assure people that this is normal. I mean, when we become stressed and anxious as human beings, we have this very interesting part of our brain that's called the amygdala. It's a little almond-shaped part of the brain. And it's a smoke alarm, basically. And for most people going through treatment, that will already be quite... It'll be on, shall we say. Um, Yeah. When I work with couples and individuals going through treatment, what I say to them is, look, this is normal. This is your body preparing fight, flight and freeze. And unfortunately, given that a few people will now be hearing from clinics and being told Mm -hmm. that their treatment will now be stopped or postponed, that will become even more heightened. So they're going to feel very stressed and anxious. They're going to feel panicky, short of breath, going to feel tightness in the chest, all of the things that we know happens when we feel anxious and stressed but I have a couple of things that I often help clients learn to sort of trick the brain back into the part um, of itself if you like that is much more soothing so in fancy terms we call it the parasympathetic part of the brain and there's a couple Uh of those that maybe your listeners might find interesting absolutely so the first one is what we call four seven eight breathing and and very simply this is a yoga breath and what you do yeah. um is you can you basically take a breath in for four mm-hmm. you hold it for seven and then you exhale as long and deep as you can to eight and those breaths are literally the um equivalent of a break in a car and it basically says to the brain everything is okay and three of those in a row can often not totally get rid of the stress but it brings the volume level of the stress down so that's the first tip that i would give the other one again is what we call grounding and it's a five four three two one exercise again some of your listeners may know it already it's looking for five things that you can see looking for four things you can hear 
looking for three things that you can touch, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. So that's kind of like a mindfulness exercise. It is. These are mindfulness exercises on the go and they they work. The other thing I would say is, again, a lot of the people that are, you know, currently contemplating treatment or moving into it will have their own sort of psychology toolkit with them as well. And sometimes yeah. I know people carry worry stones with them or they might mm-hmm. have a little bracelet that someone's given them. That means quite a lot to them. And, and those sorts of things, you know, wearing our resources are important mm-hmm. as well as maybe having, again, along with that five, four, three, two, one exercise, you know, having a little bottle of scent of, you know, yeah. that brings us back to a place. One of my um, clients at the moment carries a little box, a uh, little um, smelling uh, perfume of verbena. Oh. And that lemony smell reminds her of home where she's from in Australia. Okay. So it's, it's just about pulling together some of those things that we know yeah. really work when our brains are stressed and anxious. Um, so one thing that I had a real problem with when my cycles were cancelled was this a feeling of hopelessness. Like there, there is no hope left. Is there a way of kind of, it's, it's hard to reason with your brain when you're in a very dark place, but is, is there a way of kind of combating that? Should people just be finding ways to distract themselves? I think distraction is really important. But I think the other thing is that, you know, we are social creatures and mm-hmm. I, I think that we need reassurance in these very you know difficult times. So it is about reaching out to a tried, trusted person. Hugs are very important. Um, you know, little words that we might receive from friends. I think that the real people who will understand how we feel are those who have gone through this with us. So those within the TTC community. However, the other thing that I think is really important and I think unfortunately what's happening now speaks to two big things when you're going through fertility treatment which is of course the loss of control and the sense of time passing you by and one of the things that I've been again working with clients on is trying to do what we call a reframe so right now I mean if you look at the guidance from Escher last night and the British Fertility Society today they are recommending you know that that treatment stops because there is so little known um, about the potential impact um, on on the embryos, on staff, but also in, in terms of being pregnant. And so one of the things that one of my clients has started to do is to reframe stopping treatment at the moment. And she came up with this lovely reframe, which was, I'm keeping myself and my M babies safe. And so it's something about taking up what it is that we are doing and, and sort of almost balancing the hopelessness with the sense of, you know, it's not right now, but it is going to happen, but not right now because of these reasons. And being able to hold on to um, to others, really, because th- there is going to be a type of grief. I mean, we know that people are in precision planning for months before they go into treatment. And so some of the feelings might be akin to grief um, as you said hopelessness and it'll be really important that we reach out to others who really really understand the depth of that grief so mantras reframe and also reaching out to others and actually what we know is hugs virtual or otherwise bring about oxytocin levels in our brain which combat the adrenaline and noradrenaline that you know are linked to stress and anxiety 
So maybe, you know, if you haven't spoken to anyone about what you're going through, yeah. now is the time to find one person who can Absolutely. who can really understand you. and Absolutely. And it's somebody who should not dismiss you, because I know a lot of people will be dismissing themselves. You know, they'll be saying, gosh, there's other things at stake here for other people. Why am I so beat up about this? But these feelings are real. Um, I think the other thing I would say as well, because I speak a lot about fertility trauma, um, that unfortunately having a cycle stopped can also bring up other memories from when cycles have stopped or cycles couldn't go ahead or indeed and unfortunately, you know, where pregnancies have been lost. So the, do not dismiss these feelings. They, they are real. They will feel very powerful. But it is very important that people are able to reach out to you know, either a counsellor or to a trusted friend or indeed to some of the um, Instagram groups and feeds that are out there, including your podcast, of course, which is of course, going of course, to be yeah. a everyone should of listen to that. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say, you know, there's a, a lot of. I think we've got a lot of listeners who have emailed us to say it was only after they listened to the podcast that they did join the Instagram right. um, TTC community. Yeah. And perhaps if you haven't, mm-hmm. now is the time to do it. Definitely. I, I think there are some wonderful examples. I mean, yourself, obviously, one of the ones that I find really powerful is Misconception Coach. And she talks a lot about validating these feelings um, because, of course, often these feelings are felt in isolation. We often hide them from others. We feel ashamed of them. But it, there is nothing more powerful than knowing that, I, you know, people on the other end of the line, on the other end of your post will absolutely get what you're talking about. Yeah. And I guess, um, I mean, you've talked about it, you've touched on it there a little bit. Um, but I imagine one thing that would be going through people's minds right now is, mm. why am I feeling such grief and such misery when there are people out there who are dying? So yeah. I imagine people are kind of beating themselves up. Yeah, in, in the ways that I know that, you know, these wonderful, wonderful people do. I mean, first of all, I would say, let's be realistic here. This is medical treatment. That's the first thing. And there will be lots of people out there having medical treatment um, cancelled and will have those feelings. So I think that's the most important thing. You know, this is medical treatment. And of course, it's medical treatment that when it stopped stands in the way of these long held dreams that we have of being pregnant and, you know, finally, you know, being able to, to be parents. So these are going to be very intense feelings. Um, the compassionate mindset, as I say, that often goes missing for those of us who are so good at you know being very strict with ourselves on diets and exercise regimes in order to get through treatment um so it's about perhaps stepping off the treadmill of the exercise regime and the diet for a few days perhaps it's about um you know speaking to a friend who again will be the compassionate voice and will tell us to look after ourselves it's doing things that are more akin to having your partner massage your back or just allowing yourself slob around perhaps for a day and watch TV. It's it moving in again to that other part of the brain, which is what we call the parasympathetic brain. It's rest and digest. And that is crucial because if and when treatment does start again, it will be really important that, you know, that you have that capacity within yourself to be able to be kind, to be compassionate, to be. And again, if you're able to do that, it has really positive knock on effects for your autonomic nervous system, your stress levels, anxiety levels. And it's about also maybe roping your partner into this, if indeed you're, you're partnered in treatment as well, and getting him or her 
to join you in, you know, being kind to yourselves, allowing yourself to step off the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Julianne, thank you so much for for doing this. Um, Very welcome. um, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know how bad it's going to get. It may be that we <laughs> we need to call on your oh, your very calming, soothing tones again. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care, Emma. Um, mate, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm um. I've had quite a lot of fights with various parents because I feel like they're not taking it brilliantly seriously. Oh, right, okay. Um, oh, but on the bright side, I, I wrote a little note to my upstairs neighbour who's definitely in the over 70s category. And I said to her, like, let us know if you want us to run a, any errands or if you want us to, like, go and get you some supplies. Aww. And she co- phoned me and said, thank you very much for the note. But she's absolutely fine because she's got a chest freezer full of pheasant. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> That's the most Notting Hill thing I've ever heard. It made me laugh so very much. Um, yeah, so there's that. Hey, maybe you're going to need her help. She, you yeah. might need one of her pheasants. Absolutely. Blitz spirit and all that. Um, I've also spent the last two days wandering around every supermarket I can find to find some loo roll. Can't find any. And? None. Can't find any? No, literally. Like, I'm now rationing uh. it in my house. Oh, it's so mental. I can send you some because people of Broccoli seem to have kept their head about loo roll a little oh bit. God. So we can it's still available Please. in this vicinity. God, am I going to have to go south of the river to buy bog roll? Oh, you such disdain in your voice. Yes, you may have to because we are right-minded and you guys north of the river are nuts. <laughs> yeah, apparently we are. Apparently we are. How are you? I am good. Yeah. Um, it's your parents aren't taking it serious. Mine are taking it very seriously. So I'm okay. getting daily calls from both parents being like, you haven't been out for coffee today or anything, have you? Um, so we are, I'm almost glad that they've now told us to avoid restaurants and coffee shops because, um, I mean, I called you yesterday, literally I was standing outside the coffee shop that I really mm-hmm. wanted to go into. And I was like, oh, I don't know whether to go in or not. Am I going to get Corona if I go in? So at least I feel like that's been kind of taken away now. It's like, okay, I won't go in. I'll avoid it. And yeah, we're just sticking to walking around the park, which is lovely. Yeah. But I think it's going to get tiring very quickly. Yeah, I think it is too. Um yeah, I've I've done. I met up with a friend today, and we stayed one meter apart. That's very clever. Yeah, I met up with yeah. some people as well, and we were probably yeah a meter or two apart, shouting at each other from across the park. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a really strange time to be alive, man. I don't think anyone, any of us, even our parents, haven't experienced anything like this. It's no. it's really nuts. It's very very odd. Um, so I guess thing to say to everyone is just look after yourselves yeah look after and each other else. yeah and yeah we'll see you guys on tuesday with our first episode of our new series which we're gonna have to re-record yes. the intro for because we were a little <laughs> bit jokey um, a little bit jokey a tiny tiny bit um, oh dear and i mean you can take you've got to joke a little if you don't joke about these things you'll cry right yeah but, but think, um but yeah we were being when your IVF cycle's been cancelled, you probably find it hard to joke. No, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
We'll see you on Sending Tuesday, you guys. All um, lots of lots of love, and I hope that um, I hope that your treatment is not disrupted. And yeah. Um, and yeah, and may this pass quickly, high. and the odds be ever in your favour. Exactly. All right, guys. See you later. See ya. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.